Good morning, you beautiful, sexy bitches. It's your host, Brian, with the Beastin' with Brian podcast and today's episode of Morning Coffee with the Beast. I am happy to say I'm all moved into my house. I took, uh, well, technically I took Saturday off from the podcast so that I could just kind of chill out. I had to go back to the apartment. I got to go back again today, but... um. Anyways, prepping this one for you guys for Monday morning to start the grind. Um, Right now, it's 723. I'm in my brand new basement. Feeling good. Sitting on one of my couches. And looking at all this disorganized mess. It is not good. Mess is not good for uh, creativity, but... I was scrolling on Instagram, sipping my coffee, kind of ingesting the morning, really enjoying the view outside where I could see a couple trees and things of that nature. Looking forward to the greenery that is to come fairly soon in the springtime. Also, uh, you know, I'm probably going to put a bird feeder out there. Um, a couple months down the line, I'll have I'll be getting a pet lizard, probably a leopard gecko. Um, you know, a lot of exciting things happening, a lot of exciting things, but, uh, for whatever reason this morning, I am inspired, I am inspired by violence and not in a bad way, uh, by, by violence, I mean like self-defense, uh, pretty much self-defense. I, I've been, um, in that sphere that realm pretty much my entire life it was really the first sport I was actually introduced to um and I say sport but you know it's like real life but it's also a sport you know what I mean I think all sports kind of have like a real life application to it and that's the whole point of playing them it's just like uh old strategic games they have real life application so my dad put me into karate back when I was about six. Started when I was about six. And I remember when they told me I was at one of my sister's uh, track meets. I was like hanging on the fence. And my mom said I started karate either the following week or the next day. I cannot remember. And I jumped off the fence and I started doing karate chops in the air, thinking I had any idea of what I was doing. That was my first impression. And uh, started going, you know, with, you know, just like everybody else, you start out. First day is like, uh, especially as a little kid, they get you in the horse stance, they teach you how to punch, they teach you how to do some blocks, and then they have you doing some games, like uh, certain types of tag and whatnot. It's the games are built around getting you to work on your hand and eye coordination, working in teams, working with contact and things of that nature and understanding how the human body works, like working out your body. Those are like my early memories of it. It was a lot more character building and things of that nature. Uh, the first, I would say the first four, four to five years of um, training and then, um, you know, when I first started, I thought I had, 
I thought I was actually learning like how to fight. And I will never forget this. My uncle, who's a, you know, two tours in Vietnam veteran and knows how to street fight and all that stuff. I was showing him some moves one day. I must have been a couple months in and uh, showing him a couple moves. And I was in a horse stance, and he said, that's your fighting stance? And he takes his leg, and he sweeps my leg. So I fall right to the ground, and I was like, you know, my world got shattered. I thought it was all a lie, um, all the stuff I was learning at karate. But uh, the school I went to was actually pretty legitimate, and it was pretty pretty respected. The uh, The headmaster, or, yeah, the master instructor, the school is named after Nick Serio, pretty legit dude in Kempo, um, he learned, uh, mind you, I've, my, my facts on the history of, of it have lapsed a little bit because it's been such a long time since I've been to that school, but, um, I was there for almost a decade, and I stopped going about, when I was about 15, because I wanted to focus on basketball, which was a mistake on my part, but, um, anyways, before I left, you know, I made made black belt there, got my second degree black belt as well. Uh, my black belt test is still to this day one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, it was it was grueling physically and mentally, and it was only like a couple hours, but it was still like they pushed you to the limit. Um, and it's all what you what what you make of it. Like not everybody performs at the same level. And obviously there's different capacities of passing, but, um, you know, the whole, like I said, the first four to five years of character building, um, that's where I pretty much learned the, the mentality not to quit, um, cause quitting is death. Like they were very morbid in their, in their training, uh, even at a young age, but it wasn't so like, it wasn't so blatant. It was all subliminal. And then as you got older or you didn't, maybe you didn't realize that those were the pieces that they were putting together for you, but you quickly started understanding if you were paying attention that, uh, life is just, you know, it's just that easy to, to lose. Um, so anyways, the whole point of me bringing this up when I say inspired by violence, inspired by like self-defense and tactics and things of that nature. It's kind of something that I started getting back into. Like I was big, big into it when I was younger, um, especially like MMA and things like that. Like I remember like my, uh, obviously I'm not a very, well, you guys don't know this cause you've never seen me, but I'm not a very tall person. I'm like five, nine That's average height globally. Uh, and in the United States, I think average height's like 5'10 or 5'11, which it's shrinking because we're not having so so much of an influx of Europeans. But uh, like Northern Europeans, we're getting mostly uh, other other places. So um, anyways, so there was no hopes for me to go to the NBA. Not, not with my skill and definitely not with my height. Or I should say, not with my height and definitely not my skill. That's a fact right there. And um, it was a point where I wanted to be a fighter. And uh, I kind of got shut down, brought it up to my 
instructors and they shut me down from it and I think if I really wanted to do it I would have definitely pursued it but uh them shutting me down was like not a killing of my dream it was more like a realization that that's something that I probably wouldn't want to do because you know you watch the fights and things like that and you see like the glory of it kind of thing it's very attractive like the winning aspect but what's not attractive is the grind and things of that nature people don't they don't show that <clears throat> i remember this one show it was called tap out it was these group of guys um well i don't know if that was the show but name of the show but it was the group of guys that ran the company tap out and they were running around looking for talent for um to sponsor and you know you kind of saw what people were going through you know what i mean like to live out their dream it's not it's not a pretty life to be a fighter man step like if you're gonna be if you're gonna do it fully commit but what is for everybody is self-defense and I'm I'm so grateful that my dad put me into that because it opens you up to a world that I don't think a lot of us often think about because we're so privileged in security um, like like unbelievably privileged privileged in security uh, the murder rate in the United States is somewhere between like four four to five homicides per hundred thousand people and most of those are in urban areas like I think it's like I don't know it, it, I don't think it even tips the scale at 30,000 maybe now it does because the population has grown so much since the last time I looked at that but that's you know in the grand scheme of things it's not a lot it's just an urban, like super urbanized areas that there's such a high crime rate. And in those urban areas, those those kinds of violent crimes really only happen in certain pockets. Granted, violent crime can happen anywhere. And that's kind of what self learning self-defense, especially from like a qualified instructor or for somebody who has that uh, environmental background or they've seen enough or experienced enough in their life where they can portray it to somebody else. And it's not like you got to find, it's just with personal training, massage therapy, uh, even your primary care doctor, you got to find what works for you. You got to find what works, but you also got to find what works for you. So you got to, you know, not even try before you buy, you need to buy and try, go to multiple different instructors, multiple different settings, like, for example, one thing that is super popular or been super popular for a very long time has been Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of people love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, and the culture behind it and things like that. It's very big. It's a very big like community thing. It's almost like a cult, similar to like it's like the CrossFit of the MMA world, in my opinion. And um, except easier to uh, easy, <laughs> easier for other people to appreciate. Uh, I think CrossFit leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And we'll get to that in another podcast. Uh, I appreciate uh, CrossFit, though. I used to not. And uh, now, I'm, now I'm very appreciative of it. But anyways, uh, you know, just because that's even like, granted, everybody needs to learn something on the ground. Like BJJ focuses mostly on the ground game and not just like wrestling, but you need to you need to create some kind of foundation so that you can be a three-dimensional person rather than 
you know, three work on those three different planes, standing on your knees and on the ground. You don't want to just have a singular type of defense because if your life is on the line and somebody, you know, I don't know, sweeps you to the ground, takes you down, and then you don't know what to do, it's kind of pointless if you're if you're a world-class boxer, you know what I mean? And that's not to say some boxers don't have ground game, but you don't want to just be completely thrashed and have your world rocked by a random villain, per se. You know, you don't want to be rocked by a random villain just because you decided, oh, I don't like this because it wasn't good enough for me. Um, Other things about self-defense, I mean... Like I said, it was the first sport I was introduced to. And uh, I used to, well, I still kind of want to go back into the fitness industry. But with a t- when I say that, I don't mean like personal training exactly for me. But well, some aspects of it that I, uh, that I learned from uh, in high school, I had, I had like a robust uh, physical education, which was fantastic for somebody who wanted to go into something like I do. And, um, and we had this class called lifetime sports and it was like, you know, tennis, I think table tennis, soft, very soft, soft, low impact sports, things that were questionably sports in my opinion, mostly solo stuff for me, self-defense is a community thing, but it's also a solo thing. It's similar to. Um, I don't think there's some sports that you can't play by yourself, like football. You can't play by yourself. Soccer. You can basketball. You can, uh, tennis. You can actually play by yourself and you can play in teams, which is kind of neat. So there's a lot of sports like that, but, um, so I guess there are some things that you could do by your, by yourself and whatnot, but, um, and similar, similarly, self-defense can be a community thing as well as a solo thing where you work on yourself, like in the mirror, you know, wherever you just work on your jabs, crosses, you know, work on breaking out into a sprawl, work on a heavy bag, things like that. But you can, you can learn a lot in the air and self-defense is not just fighting. Self-defense is learning how to use tools, knives, uh, how to use guns and things like that. All that stuff is being, proactive in preserving your own life but that being said let's culminate this all together right self-defense is super important and how to preserve your life in defense of an attack but even after that attack occurs chances are you're going to be injured you're going to be hurt somebody's going to be hurt you know look at all the active shooters out there right now how many people are left hurt and how many people can't do anything because they don't go out and seek further training through like medical training, basic first aid, uh, and basic first aid should be how to stop, stop bleeding and things of that nature. Obviously there's certain kind of trauma wounds. Well, actually there's no wound that you're going to be able to fix by yourself. You know what I mean? That person's going to have to get to the hospital, but you need to make sure that person can stay alive in order for them to get to the hospital. And so everybody should also get those kinds of trainings while they're also learning how to protect themselves. Because the last thing you want to do is 
get in a tussle with somebody and let's say they have let's say they have a gun or something and you hit their arm a certain way and they shoot either an innocent bystander or one of your family members you know okay let's say you secure the gun you get this person let's say you have zip ties on you because you're extra paranoid and prepared and you zip, you zip cuff this person and now your family members bleeding out on the floor like and you have no training like no nothing you know nothing what to do you know it's it take like start simple even learn a cpr class learn a basic first aid class learn how to call for help and things like that because there's a lot of things like uh, there's a lot of life-saving items and when i say items i mean tangible and intangible life-saving items and classes like that that you can learn that are going to help you facilitate yourself better to be a better prepared person um anyways i'm i'm like i feel i feel like i'm repeating some of the stuff that i hear from different podcasts i live i listen to a lot of different podcasts and maybe i'll mention the ones that i listen to i'm currently trying to uh i'm like uh shilling myself out and trying to collab with some of the guys i listen to but you know it's a pipe dream right now but um anyways that'll be it for today we're already over 15 minutes and i appreciate you guys spending a little extra time with me today uh talking about self-defense and kind of just you know, picking your brain about it, getting that little bug in your head. And if this is something that you guys want me to talk about more, you know, just let me know, hit me up, leave a comment on Spotify or something. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoy your Monday, get into this week for a grind. It's a beautiful day to be alive. It's a beautiful week to be alive. Don't be a little bitch. Always unleash the beast within. This is Beastin' with Brian and I'm out.